podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I don't even I don't even want to edit this out. I want yeah. to keep this the same just because of how funny that was. Well, how, how long have we been gone? How long have we been gone? I think we've been gone for like... It feels a lot longer than I feel like it I is. don't think we've posted anything in a month, but we're back. A month? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the last time something came out was at the end of September. I thought it was like... No. Yeah. Yeah, it was like September we 29th. We didn't post anything in October at all? Yeah, we didn't post anything at all, because we've been on break. Yeah. S- sorry, everybody. Hey, if you've been missing us, we love you guys, but we're back. Half as good as ever. Yes. Uh, It's good to be back. Yeah. I th- Hopefully, I think people are going to be impressed... But the story that we have for them tonight. Were they ever? Eh, well. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we've got some good stuff in the works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. We have uh, we have a Halloween episode Shit, planned. Shit, I, I wanted to say it. Well, you should have said it. You started I, saying I was gonna it. Ask, I was going to ask if I could drop a little teaser about that. You should have just interrupted me. Halloween special. Yeah. There it is. Halloween special. It's going to get It's gonna get spooky. Yeah. Definitely, definitely going to be... A real creepy one. It's not going to come out on Halloween because we... <laughs> That's a Monday. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the, the time or the means to do that because... Well, anyway, we're going to we're gonna jump right into the story tonight. Um, oh, did you want to say the name of the podcast and clarify what we do on this podcast? We're already way too far into that. But yeah. if you want to go ahead and do that, I'm cool with that. I'm going to say it right now. All right. This is the Refrain from Reality podcast. And uh, on this podcast, Brian and myself take turns... Uh, telling parts of one story. Yep, we alternate back and forth. Yep. Who um, even remembers that? Completely anyway. original. Yeah, we're not no friggin' copycats. And we hope you enjoy. Yeah, we hope you enjoy. And uh, I guess just as a disclaimer, mm-hmm. uh, although this episode is not a direct sequel, it does take place in the same world as our first story. So if you haven't gone and listened to the prophecy, hey, you might want to go do that. If not, and you're starting from this episode, well... You can still do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're yeah. not You're not going to really be missing out on that much, but I mean... So yeah. Guys, uh, sit back and uh, enjoy. Many moons had passed since the fateful day our heroes inadvertently saved the world. However, the times had not been kind to the boys. It may have been the fact that Brian's magic dried up, or it may have been the fact that Tom's house burned down shortly after. It also could have been the fact that Al disappeared into the forest one day, claiming something about going to Friar's school. But we don't know. In the wake of tough times, the boys made a decision that most 20-something-year-olds had already made. They decided that they would move to the city, otherwise known as The Haven. At first, it was bullshit. They were broke, desperate, and at one point, I think Tom agreed to let a, a guy use him as a quiver for his arrows. <laughs> but fate would smile upon our misfit heroes in the form of refuge. A kind and respectable soul would allow the two to stay in his establishment under one unbreakable condition. The rent was due on the first. The Black Ball Inn. One of the most vile and nefarious taverns in all of the Haven. The condition of the inn was matched only by the villains, creatures, and jackasses that swarmed the bar. The floor was drenched 
and blood and piss, mostly because there wasn't a bathroom. <laughs> At least 10% of the patrons fell under the category of unconscious, dead, or transcending. But <laughs> everyone, for one reason or another, was hella peeved. I'm scurrying across the ground on all fours, trying to wipe up the floor, but to no avail. I'm known only as the rat boy of the bar, and my duties in the tavern are seemingly endless, and on top of that, the thanks I get are none. Looking around the tavern, I noticed things are way out of hand tonight. Somehow a pack of swamp boys managed to kill the bouncer, and now they've found their way in. <laughs> Rogue mages were practicing black magic on the non-believers. <laughs> Highwaymen and bandits were coming out of the woodwork, and there was some sort of abomination in the corner that everyone was afraid to look at, mostly because he was in the process of eating a table. <laughs> so just as I'm about to draw a dirk from out of my boot, a large figure comes up from behind me. This huge bald man with an eye patch stands behind me. He looks down in a grungy voice. He spits. Oh, a rat boy. Lick my boot. I stand up and I lean over and give him a little kiss on the cheek and whisper right into his ear, How's that, pumpkin? <laughs> Just as he's about to start laying into me, a bottle <laughs> flies across the room, beaming him right between the eyes. The room goes silent. And the crowd begins to split to reveal the owner slash bartender standing behind the counter. I smirk. As my longtime friend Stefano blows me a kiss from behind the bar and yells out, Keep it up, sweetheart, as the crowd begins to resume in its chaos. <laughs> I everyone just stop. <laughs> also, he threw that bottle, even though there was a crowd that had to split in order to see <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, somehow he just managed to crack that guy one. The man's a genius, that's why you run the bar. Yeah. Uh, so I turn around. To see that this man is now hung up from the ceiling by an even smaller man who's clinging to the ceiling. And a group of dwarves begin beating him like he's a pinata. <laughs> but all of a sudden, something more interesting draws my attention. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> and dude, my heart just begins to sink. Four people sit at a table. What appears to be a suit of armor without anyone in it... Just a, sen a sentient body of armor. A blood mage. And the local river troll, Agula. <laughs> Sit there playing cards. But it's not them that concerns me. It's the fourth person. There sits Tom. Naked as the day he was born, grinning ear to ear. I casually crawl over to get a closer look as you start talking. You're just like, guys, look. I know I've lost the past 16 rounds in a row, and I know I'm out of close to bet, but I got a letter in the mail today that said 17 is my lucky number, and that someone is coming to take care of me. <laughs> so I think this is my round. I lean over you and I whisper, I hope you have some sort of plan, and you look over at me and wink. But it's not really clear if you're blinking or winking. <laughs> So I am just completely skeptical. You turn back around and you're sitting there at the booth with your mouth open. Everyone's looking at you. And then all of a sudden you just blurt out, hey, look at the moon. As the other three turn to look outside, you start moving into action. You start 
swapping out the cards in your hand with cards from the bottom of the deck. The group turns back around, unamused by your antics. <laughs> Though Agula thinks it's funny as hell. As you lay your cards down and just say, read them and weep. You smile, not even looking at your cards. <laughs> Along with the pair of twos that were already on the table, the only other cards you had were a table coaster and a coupon for one free shield waxing. <laughs> Without even showing you their cards, the three others get up from the table and begin <laughs> to leave. And I'm pretty sure that that blood mage put a hex on you or something, because he started saying weird things at you and making hand mo like movements. <laughs> You turn to look at me and say, I'll win some, lose some, right? I look back at you in shock. I'm just like, dude, that was our rent money. Don't you get it? We're screwed. You start laughing. You're like, dude, it's not that big a deal. I'll grab some clothes from the back off of some dead body or something, and I'll get right back to it. I'll win us the rent money. I promise. I'm just going to get dressed and gamble some more. <laughs> You're going to get dressed so you can start wagering your clothing again. <laughs> In lieu of money that we don't have that you spent. Oh my gosh. Just as you duck out the back, <laughs> I hear a bell toll in the distance. Like a literal herd, everyone starts stampeding out of the bar. <laughs> you run back into the bar and you're just like, hey, where's everyone going? The party's just getting started. <laughs> as I look at you and I say, dude, it's midnight. So it's like, Technically, the next day, we owe the money. That and the fact that, like, I guess this bar happens to close at 12 and everyone had to clear out. <laughs> Two hands smash against the counter. The bar is completely empty except for you, me, and Stefano. He sighs and all he says to us is, Guys, where's my money? Before I can even begin... You start telling a story about how this really smart frogman stole both your wallet and underwear, but I cut you off. Look, Stefano, we've been doing our best, but we just don't have the money. But I stop short, because I notice that tears are welling up in his eyes. He jumps over the counter and hugs us and just starts sobbing. He's just like, you boys know I love you, right? I'm like... Yeah, Stefano, we, we, we know you love us. He's like, I want to hear Tom say it. <laughs> You're just like, what? He's like, tell me you love me, Tom. I'm like, yeah, Tom loves you, Stefano. He's like, I want to hear Tom say it right now. And you're just like, uh, yeah, I, I, I love you too. <laughs> he, he sits down and continues crying. And he's just like, look, I can give you guys another day. But you gotta get that money. I'm talking by any means necessary. I mean anything, and I'm talking sexual. I'm like, sexual? What are you talking about? He's like, we're not talking about that right now. I'm like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, he just runs up the stairs bawling like a baby. And he's out of sight. I turn to you, and I'm like, well, dude, what's the plan? You look at me, and you're just like, oh, but I thought you had a plan. I'm like, no, I don't have a plan. You're the one who lost all of our rent money. You're the one who's going to fix this. You stand there for a minute thinking. And you're like, well, I think I have one idea. I'm like, well, what is it? You're like, play along. You run into the back room 
and you open up a chest, and from that chest you pull out a bag that you conceal within your clothing. I'm just like, what is that? You're like, don't worry about it. I think I have a friend who might be willing to help us out. Several hours later, we find ourselves at a dimly lit crossroads beneath a tree. We've been waiting for what feels like forever. When I turn to you and I'm just like, dude, what the hell? We've been waiting here for five minutes. I don't see this guy and I'm sick of waiting. (laughs) All of a sudden you turn to me and put your hand over my mouth and whisper, Brian, didn't your dad ever tell you the birds are listening? I look up in confusion to see a row of crows perch on the only tree for miles. At first, everything looks normal, until something real weird catches my eye. Out of nowhere, a figure falls covered in feathers from the branch and lands right in front of us. Before I can even make out who this person is, he holds out his hand, and with a voice that kind of sounds like he's about to start laughing, says to us, Dude, I can't believe I couldn't find this anywhere. I've been searching high and low all day, dude, and you finally came through. I open my mouth as if to say something, but I stop when I see you pull that bag from out of your person. In a hushed voice, you say, the product straight from mother herself. A strange liquid <laughs> seems to gleam in the moonlight, and I hold I hold back the urge to just spew. <laughs> that is vile. Before you hand over this bag, you stop and say, I've got yours. Now what do you have for baby? <laughs> what would possess me to say that? I don't know, like, I think you were trying to make it, so, like, you you kept your, like, anonymity. Like, like this is kind of almost like some sort of, like, medieval drug deal. It's absolutely what it is. So the man looks up and reveals himself to be none other than Jake the Crow. (laughs) A man known for his black market dealings. He reaches into his cloak and starts rummaging around a little bit. (laughs) But eventually pulls out what appears to be a scroll of paper. He hands it to me. You're trying to get over there and grab it out of my hand, but I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm going to hold on to this. As he turns around, starts flapping his wings like he can fly, and runs off into the night. (laughs) I am still utterly confused, and I'm not really sure if I should ask you about what just happened. But we've got bigger matters on our hands. I begin to unfurl that scroll, which reveals itself to be a map. And I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the big deal? What's so important about this map? You're like, dude, read the title. As I look up and I'm shocked to see the map's title, Crag Dunes Maw. You see that title? And you couldn't give two shits less. (laughs) Instead, you're looking around wondering where the hell that Birdman disappeared to as I lay out the map behind you. You turn back to see me sitting on the ground, 
the map laid out in front of me, making ooh and ah noises to get your attention. <laughs> you squat down next to me to get a closer look. I look at you and say, what do you think? You look from me back to the map. Suddenly, you pull out a quill and some ink and say, I just gotta change a little something. <laughs> what? I slap your hand away, spilling some ink on the map. Oh, great. Now look at what you made me do. <laughs> you start crying. My heart is softened by your boyish tears. <laughs> so I happily give you the map to blow your nose on. <laughs> oh my god. After calming down, you look at me and ask, So what? Are we going to sell it? I look to you in shock. Hell no, man. Looky here. We both get uncomfortably close to that map. Wait, man. Is this a treasure map? I look at you and nod, a look of excitement and maybe pain plastered on my face. <laughs> I can imagine that perfectly, actually. <laughs> okay, hold up. So you're telling me that you traded that bag of liquid for a fucking treasure map? Whoa, 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 man. It's not just any map, and that wasn't just any liquid. It came straight from Mother. I begin to lick my fingers, but neither of us know why. <laughs> You're about ready to heave again, but but you hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you think this thing is real, dude? It looks kind of phony to me. I look at you flabbergasted. What? Yeah, it's real, dude. Jake the Crow don't lie. It's true, Jake the Crow does not lie. <laughs> you stand up and look around, still wondering where the hell that boy went. I don't know, man. Suddenly I fall to both knees and begin to beg. Please, man, hear me out. Listen, what do we even have to go back to? Well, y you say. We could get some steady jobs. I stand up and place both hands on your shoulders. Nah, man. That's the narc in you saying that. I come in close and whisper in your ear. Besides, tonight was your night to bathe Stefano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> your eyes widen in, in pure horror. <sighs> I guess you're right. Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, but not now. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm beat. And traumatized. I still don't understand who Mother is. No, dude. No. We're heading out right now. I place the rolled up map between my ass cheeks. <laughs> we gotta go while the getting's good. You throw your hands up and surrender. Okay, okay. You win, alright? Damn. Just let me unload first. <laughs> You saunter over to a nearby bush, sitting alone and innocent, but not for long. I stand there breathing in the fresh air, which, thankfully, is blowing your horrid, horrid scent in the opposite direction. <laughs> the moon is high, the treasure is waiting, and my trousers are tight. <laughs> you walk out from behind that defiled bush with a sigh of relief. Well, buddy, let's go. You throw your arm around me your hand on my shoulder. And considering you wiped with that hand, I want to kill myself. 
but I don't. Because we're friends. And that's what friends do. Really, really, really close friends. What feels like days later, we find ourselves walking on what feels like sand. A desert. The heat has melted your mind. You've already seen several of what you claim to be oases filled to the brim with chicken. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let, let me, let me, let me clarify that. Are you saying that there were live chickens or already cooked chicken? I was thinking already cooked, but... Oh, okay. I didn't ask you to explain. Hallucinations, obviously. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I've already been forced to beat your ass a handful of times, but you've had enough. You look over and see the largest oasis yet. Cool water with your name all over it. You make a break for it. I turn to yell at you to come back, but as you approach the waterline, I notice a small man hiding in the sand with what appears to be a javelin. Suddenly I realize, I've seen this man before. I have a flashback to the time you and I were trading commodities in an eastern village. Eastern village? <laughs> Oh, I like where this is going. <laughs> we had made out like bandits, but it wasn't enough for you. <laughs> In the dead of night, you broke into someone's home. A man's home. This man's home. Oh, man. And stole his award-winning donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it all made very little sense. This was a trap. Before you could take another step, I burst into action. Spitting on my hands, I begin to moisten my entire body. <laughs> I drop down and begin to cover myself in sand. The disguise. You reach the water as four more men stand up from their hiding spots. Just as you begin to completely get naked... In this water, I pounce on the first one and snap his neck. <laughs> Two of them look at me just as I punch clean through their chests. <laughs> Two left. The last of this guy's goons charges me. I look into his eyes and he stops. I walk up, kiss him on the forehead, and he falls dead as a stump. Wow. The donkey man looks at me. <laughs> the donkey man. I look at him and whisper one word. Go. <laughs> he scowls, grunts, and makes an extremely crude gesture before dashing off. I look over to you, my baby boy, drinking that water vigorously. You then proceed to vomit. I am sickened and consider killing you here and now. But that's just, that's just the bloodlust speaking. You walk groggily out of the water and up to me. Yeah, dude. We were way off. This isn't a desert. It's a friggin' beach. <laughs> oh, man. I look around to notice seashells littering the sand. Huh. Uh, I guess you're right. You look down and notice the bodies. Holy shit. What happened to these poor people? I look down, and to my astonishment, I notice them all wearing bathing attire. 
shit. You shrugged. Well, it's like you said. You win some, you lose some. You threw on your clothes, not noticing that most of them are on backwards, and nonchalantly pull the map out of my ass and unfurl it. Well, dude, we're off. Next stop, Forest of Dreams. Just over the next sandy hill, we can see the green tops of a huge forest. Hand in hand, we giddily make our way towards the Forest of Dreams. However, what I didn't notice, and what you didn't care about, was the blotch of ink that spilt on the map earlier, covering the C that you idiotically deemed a D. Sounds like me. Forest of Creams, here we come. So, as you and I walk through the forest, we immediately notice two things. The first is that this forest held a really strange consistency. The ground was extremely slippery and the trees were unnecessarily sticky. Second thing we noticed was that we were being watched. Small glowing eyes lined the treetops. And at one point, I felt hot breath on my neck and I think a hand on my ass. After a few minutes, I fall to my knees. You, on the other hand, manage to get yourself stuck to a tree. But all of a sudden, we hear laughing coming from above us. You manage to remove yourself from the tree at the cost of most of your arm hair. And you notice that I have joined in with the laughter. As you're about to join in as well, instead, you blurt out, Hey, do you guys know how to get to Chad Dune's crack? <laughs> Gosh damn it. The forest just goes completely silent, <laughs> but I'm still laughing. Probably because a lot of that seawater got into my ears. <laughs> Silence! A voice yells out. We know not of this Chad Dune's crack, but if it's Crack Dune's maw you seek, then turn back now. I'm standing up now. Pure anger consumes my every word. Why don't you make me? Fool! No man has ever made it out alive from the forest of creams, and I should know, for I am the cream baron. I'm standing there for a minute, contemplating my choices so far and my choices of life in general. When the plan that I've been looking for this whole time presents itself to me. While you were bent over lathering yourself in cream, <laughs> things took a turn for the worst. The chain of events had begun to transpire. You fell to the ground and started slipping and sliding everywhere, which made the cream baron even angrier. Not another move, he said. Causing me to finally be pushed over the edge. As I grin, look up at the treetops and say, Try and stop me. <laughs> Suddenly, I grab a branch, place it between your teeth, position myself on your back, and start to pilot you like a sled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the cream baron just looks at his men. Kill them! As spears just start falling from the sky. 
You and I are in total sync as we start gliding through the forest, dodging spears left and right. As I start pulling harder on that branch, you start speeding up, and occasionally you grunt out, and it kind of sounds like you're really enjoying this. But the Baron's catching up with his creamlings in his wake. Now in view, he appears to be wearing some sort of black spandex suit with a straw vest, goggles for eyes, and a Viking helmet. They're flying from branch to branch, gaining on us by the second. I start pulling on that stick as hard as I can, causing you to just rip one. But it's too late. I turn to see the Baron standing behind me on, on, the, on the Tom Toboggan with his dagger at my neck. Oh my gosh. This is your last chance. Turn back now, and we'll just call it all a fun little game. All of a sudden, you start making animal noises, and the, and the Baron drops his dagger. <laughs> the tables are now even. <laughs> I stand up defying most of the physics that I understand, <laughs> and I say to him, Now I'm going to give you one last chance. <laughs> I hold both my hands behind my back and close my eyes and say, pick a hand. We're moving faster than before and we're picking up speed. The Baron's quivering. His life depends on this next choice, but in an almost an instant, he's made a decision. <laughs> I pick both. I open my eyes and I reveal to him that both my hands are empty. He's taken aback. I don't understand. You mean to tell me there is nothing behind your back? <laughs> he was watching me the whole time. I just realized that. He <laughs> would only seen you grab something. Damn it all. I'm looking at him puzzled. Don't you see the gift that I've given you? <laughs> He's looking around frantically, and his resolve is fading away. What gift? He's shuddering. As I open my mouth, his mind goes black. But my words manage to pierce his core. The gift of clarity. Oh my gosh. In the back of my mind, I remember. I remember a simpler time. A time of peace. A time of happiness. A time of cream. <laughs> How could I have strayed so far? How could I have become so numb? How could I have forgotten cream? What I thought to be my end was merely my beginning. <laughs> The Baron awakes to find us both screaming, because in his state of clarity, we had careened off a cliff right into a cream whirlpool. Oh my gosh. We're boned, dude. But the Baron holds his hand out and says, Not yet. He whistles as the creamlings drop down from a branch and begin to form a human chain. <laughs> 
They start swinging themselves down toward us as the Baron grabs onto them and with little effort pulls us from out of that torrent of cream. (laughs) We fly out and continue this high-speed traversal of the forest. I look at him in disbelief. I'm just like, you saved us. No, it is you who have saved me. Oh my gosh. From myself. <laughs> but in that very moment, you spit that branch out of your mouth and scream duck just as a branch impales the baron through the chest. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a happy ending. You were wrong. You start spinning out of control as I fly off you and fall to my knees. I'm mortified and I'm crouched down in front of the Baron. I start shaking my fist at the sky. I'm just like, damn you, why couldn't you have taken Tom instead? My voice echoes through the forest. I am not dead, the Baron says, lifting his head as I shriek and let out a little bit of piss. Yes, we creamlings are immortal. What? And it seems that you have managed to survive through our neck of the woods. <laughs> I look at you, and you're just like, Hey dude, look, no more slipping. <laughs> I turn to the Baron. I guess this is goodbye then. I, start to, I turn to walk away, but he calls out to me. You may have passed this test but know that luck has no place within the maw. Feel free to come back any time! <laughs> Damn him. I look at you and start walking away, and I say to you, dude, just don't look back. <laughs> We've emerged from the Forest of Creams. We're walking side by side. We made it out, and we lived to tell the tale. A tale no one in their right mind would ever believe, but at least we could tell it to each other. Yeah. I'm looking at the map, turning it upside down, licking it, sniffing it. I stop and look at you and say, dude, I can't tell what is up and what is down with this damn thing. Keep in mind, I might add, that this map is covered in ink, snot, sap, (laughs) and some sort of cream and or creams. I turn to look at you and notice you hunched over. Without making a sound, I walk up silently behind you to catch a little peek at what you're doing. You've once again pulled out that damn quill and ink, but this time you've procured an enormous leaf. I stand over you watching as you scribble out your own map and mumble to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, that big idiot. You totally won't even notice when I switch out the map with this one. (laughs) Why am I trying to sabotage us? (laughs) From behind you, you hear me clear my throat. You turn around and look up at me as I hold out my hand. And as if you were a small guilty child, you place the made-up map in my hands. I look it over, and I let out a little snort. (laughs) Really, man? You thought I'd fall for this shit? (laughs) 
I waggle it in front of your face. Cragdoon is spelled wrong with a backward C and only one O. <laughs> while Maul looks like it says man. <laughs> You're watching me. Drowning me out as I lecture you about something to do with cream still being in my socks and having baby soft skin. <laughs> when all of a sudden you realize what lies beyond me. As I begin a detailed segment of that lecture that covers giving your daddy a kiss on the cheek, <laughs> you stand up and begin to wander in that direction of a bright light shining between the trees. My eyes follow your path, and lo and behold, the light begins to entice me as well. Slowly, we emerge from those trees on the other side, light blinding us, almost literally. Our jaws drop. Your idiocy and blatant disrespect during my lecture could not have come at a better time. <laughs> we seem to have found our way into what can only be described as paradise. Waterfalls dot the entire area as far as the eye can see. Pools of clear water are populated with woodland nymphs. A small man is selling donuts in the shade and the birds sing a song that only the fairest of lute players could create. <laughs> Damn. <coughs> I reach out to grab your shoulder and find that you've already begun making your way to the nymph pools, where they tempt and tease you with grapes, a goblet of some kind of ale, and a snarling warthog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why the warthog? Who the hell cares? They're nymphs. I smile and shake my head. That asshole. <laughs> I, on the other hand, make my way over to the donut vendor. My eyes alight like a small child while my back aches like a 65-year-old man. As I approach the small man, he greets me. Welcome, sir. Welcome. I am Pongo. Pongo? <laughs> and I sell my secrets... And I sell my family's secret recipe donuts. Each one, I hold up my hand. Uh, 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 uh. I'm here for donuts, Bongo. Not a history lesson. Yeah, I'll take a Boston cream, a strawberry frosted, and uh... <laughs> what the hell. I'll take one of everything. I deserve it. <laughs> the small man hands me one of every flavor of donut. Uh, that'll be uh, thirty-two fifty. I hold up my hand yet again. Uh, 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 no, no, no. I'm not here for a math lesson either. Uh, thanks, Dongo. <laughs> As I walk away, I bite into one of the donuts and hear a crunch. I pull the donut away from my mouth to find that it is not, in fact, a donut, but a raw egg. Oh! What? What the? Oh, that little asshole. I turn around and walk back towards the small man. Hey, Longo, what kind of sick joke? I stop in my tracks, letting all of the eggs fall out of my hands to crack on the ground. Holy shit. What was once the small man now stood before me. A seven-foot lizard man. Oh, ugh. <laughs> As he begins to turn around, I book it. 
I run towards where you were before, but only find myself to be more shocked. More shocked than seeing a lizard man. What? In the time that we were separated, you had established an entire society. <laughs> oh, man. Buildings had been constructed. A currency has been developed with your face on every coin. And at the helm, king of it all was you. You look up at me from your throne tower and wave. Then you point towards everything around you, give me a thumbs up, and then flip me off. Wow. I let power go to my head real fast. Oh, yeah. In that very instance, things took a turn for the worse. It hadn't been a hierarchy that you had formed, but a tyranny. Oh, man. As I stood there, I witnessed your people rise up against you. The throne tower was already destroyed. <laughs> and they already planned to burn you at the stake. Wow. But not on my watch. I leapt from that cliff and onto the one below me. From within my cheeks, I pulled out a little scroll. One, in fact, that I had picked off of that blood mage that I was playing poker against earlier. How, you ask? Uh, well, let's just say I had to do a lot with my hands. <laughs> I open the scroll and lay it flat on the ground. I bite my hand as hard as I can and say, well, let's hope this works. I shove my hand down on the scroll and blood splatters all over it. For a moment, nothing happens. But then I begin to feel a vibration inside me. I'm not going to say where. <laughs> Suddenly, a pair of glasses appear on my face. Normal glasses. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Fucking gla- Just then, laser beams, the width of a semi-wide tree, shoot out of both eyes. <laughs> Holy shit. In seconds... Half of the entire civilization is destroyed. <laughs> I stand there, smiling triumphantly. I'm pretty sure that, that you're saved. <laughs> that should do it. Well, I uh, don't need these anymore. I pull the glasses off and throw them off the cliff while the lasers are still firing. <laughs> However, for some reason, what I didn't notice... Was that lizard man called up all of his goons and was heading in there to team up with those woodland nymphs to kill your ass? Jeez. Coincidentally, the discarded glasses landed right on the head honcho's face. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. I lay there, watching, as this entire force of lizard men continue to make their way towards your location, now bestowed with magic that I gave to them. Huh. Oh, damn it. Crap. 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 I gotta do something, and I gotta do something fast. Suddenly I realize the scroll in front of me had been blown over by a gust of wind. On the other side, a note. <laughs> oh, man. I squat down to examine it a little further. Dear Donnie, I left you this totally rad spell to cast while I'm at fat camp. <laughs> Use it unwisely. <laughs> P. 
face, Chuck. <laughs> Underneath the note was another magic spell circle. I stood up. Well, I haven't got any better ideas. Almost instantly, I slammed my still bloody hand down onto that circle. Just as before, uh, yeah, nothing happens immediately. Seconds later, the sky opens up. All I can think is at least I didn't vibrate this time. All of a sudden, the brunt force of the spell makes itself apparent. From within the hole in the sky erupts an entire pirate ship. <laughs> Crew and all. What the hell? <laughs> With my mouth agape, I trace its path downwards towards the ground. Standing there, an ant amongst a herd of buffalo stands you. Fully clad in a suit of armor and a crown. <laughs> As the ship plummets downwards, you turn to look at me. And knowing that these are your final moments, raise a singular hand. The ship comes down and crushes you. Damn. Its impact is catastrophic, erasing the rest of all of the nymphs that were still alive. <laughs> and thus, the battle between Pirate and Lizardman ensued. But I couldn't care. I could no longer care. Damn. My friend was and is dead. I fall to my knees, and I cry really, really hard. It's awful. I kneel there, sobbing. When I hear a familiar voice shout out across the way, Yo ho, assholes. <laughs> I look up just in time to see you loaded into a cannon. Oh, God. The fuse is lit. And before you take off, you, you shout at the top of your lungs, Eat shit and die. <laughs> you are launched from that cannon, flying directly towards me. Right on that cliff. Without a single second to react, I fall down to my knees and begin crying again, although I'm not, I'm not really sure why. I feel a slight breeze against my cheek. As you land next to me like an angel. And before I look up, you let out a little fart. <laughs> You're dressed as a pirate captain. You took control of that ship. Instead of letting it take control of you. Wow. I stand up, speechless. You put your arm around my shoulder, and all you say is, hey, Come on, walk with me. I nod stupidly, and we slowly begin to walk away. Behind us, the ground shatters open as a volcano comes up and erupts, annihilating any life left. Jeez. A good riddance. We walk through the trees as you tell me how you found the true meaning of friendship on that boat. And you see, Tom, that is why life is precious. I nod stupidly, and you kiss me on the forehead, grabbing the map from between my cheeks. Now, let's get out of here. We've got a date with Cragdoon's Maw.
So as we venture deeper into the woods, the sun starts to set, and the two of us are just beat. With the map in my hand, I start knocking off the checkpoints one by one. The shore of woes? Done. Forest creams? See ya! And the oasis of drunken sailors, which for some reason the map also had labeled Pongo's Funtime Bonanza? <laughs> yeah, you get the point. We trudged forward under the light of the moon, as I began to scope out our destination. However, it wasn't until now that I realized that something seemed odd about the map. Because, you know, normally on a treasure map, X marks the spot. But under where it said Crag Dean's Maw on the map were just several drawings of skulls and bones. <laughs> so I turned to you to question if you drew this while I wasn't looking. And I see you petting a falcon sitting on your arm. What? You roll up a tiny scroll, kiss it, tie it to the falcon's leg, and set him free into the night as a tear falls from your eye. <laughs> I look at you and I say, Dude, what was that about? And you turn, having almost forgotten that I was even standing there, and you're just like, Oh, I was just uh, sending Stefano a quick ETA on that rent. <laughs> I decide not even to question that. And instead, I start asking you about the map. I mean, it looks like the Maw is just up ahead, but what's with all these skulls drawn at the end of the map? And for that matter, why are these skull like all these skeletons giving us the finger? You look at me, and you're just like, Brian, you know the saying. Uh, more skulls, more fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. That's real. I, I just grimace at you, and I look ahead, because all of a sudden something catches my eye. As you keep walking... Ahead of me, you stop and turn around, and you're just like, dude, what does it matter anyway? The treasure's probably around the next corner, and uh, last one there has to give Stefano that bath. As you're about to gun it, I run right up to you and tackle you out of the way <laughs> of a skeleton falling from the treetops. <laughs> I get up and I dust myself off. I'm just like, look around, dude. How is this not freaking you out? <clears throat> There are bones all over the ground. <laughs> Skeletons hanging from each branch, and their bones are just clacking in the wind. You're looking at me, you're like, dude, this has to be it. Bones, just like the map said. I'm still struck with fear <laughs> how horrifying this is, but you're already celebrating. <laughs> all of a sudden, though, you sit down and yawn. <laughs> Man. All this success is making me tired. All this success. So <laughs> bitch. I'm looking at you and I'm just confused. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You were fine just a second ago. And besides, we haven't even found anything yet. What are you celebrating for? <laughs> You're just like, yeah, but man, mm. all of a sudden, I'm getting the crag dune cramps, man. <laughs> and this pain in my neck is making me sleepy. I'm like... <laughs> What pain? You pass out like a light, and in that moment, I notice the dart protruding from your neck. Oh gosh, what? I start jumping around trying to hide, <laughs> and I find my way into a nearby bush. <laughs> from out of the darkness, figures begin to approach you, speaking in hushed voices. Hey, where'd that other one go? <laughs> eh, who cares? This one's good enough. We'll just lie and say we ate the other one. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting hungry. Ugh, Gosh. not me, dude. 
<laughs> I ate way too much today. Matter of fact, I just finished spewing in that bush over there. <laughs> I happen to realize that that figure is pointing right towards the bush I'm sitting in. I jump up and I'm just like, oh, sick! <laughs> right as a dart plants itself into my left ass cheek. It was a trap. They knew you were in there. Yeah, dude. Oh, wait. Oh, it came from behind. No, no, it could have been that I just, I stood up and they just have, I looked the wrong way and they just happened to like sink (laughs) one right in my ass. Been there. But he's just like, ha, knew it. Whoa, man, you knew he was there the whole time? Hey, did you really whore from that bush? (laughs) And the other one's like, (laughs) nah, man, I did drop a mean steamer though. The two figures high five, (laughs) grab the two of us and slide back into the night. A couple of bros. Yeah. I wake up in the darkness. I'm groggy, and something heavy is bound to my feet. I'm trying to feel around, but nothing's around me. But I hear something in the distance. A very faint drumming. All of a sudden, there's light, and I'm being dragged. It's still nighttime, but in the light of the moon and the fires around me, I see droves of raving lunatics surrounding <laughs> us. It isn't until we're out of that tent that I notice that your hands are bound to my feet by rope. <laughs> oh my gosh. Genius. Yep. I don't think the crowd noticed either, because once they saw they started losing their minds. <laughs> Wait, like in excitement? Yeah. <laughs> For a while... We continue through the crowd, and the drumming starts to get louder and louder. When we finally reach the edge of that crowd, we find the source of this drumming. An enormous man stands before us, beating his stomach like a drum. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But it's not him that I'm afraid of. In front of him lies an enormous hole adorned with skulls. I try to squint my eyes to make out the bottom of that hole. (laughs) But I should have known that it was pointless. (laughs) Everyone goes silent. As the man looks at us and yells, Looks like we got some more bones for the hole! (laughs) And that's where this part of the story ends. Oh yeah. Yep. Getting knee deep in that hole later. Oh, definitely. So as, as as you might be able to tell... This is going to be a two-parter. We're just going to cut it there, actually. Uh, leave, <laughs> leave you guys hanging. Yep. Yeah, that's the end of the story, the actually. Those are fun, right? <laughs> we really like to have our audience imagine what's going to happen next. We don't ever really like doing an ending of a story. Want to want to find out what happens when we go into that hole? Tune in never, because we're, we're, we're not coming up with it. Take another month off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right now. I'm really tired after this one, uh, first episode after that month. Yeah, all that energy we poured into it. Gotta, gotta go uh, hibernate for a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, guys, um, if you like that episode, tune in next week for the second part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you like the episode, leave a like. Um, let us know what's up. Yeah, let us know what's up. If you want to throw us a review, that'd be great too. It really helps us out. Definitely. Yep. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you. See ya next time.